Big Show Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Coulter Nuanas coming to you with Tiger Egerak. He's our go-to guy when it comes to talking Montana State and Big Sky Conference football. And Coach Ty, you had a had a little weekend off last weekend with uh, Montana State on the road at Sac State and the game on national television. So uh, what would you think? I mean, what would you think of just uh, being at home and watching it? Yeah, well, it's it was late. I'll say that. God. I mean, it was late ES, ESPN2 games, as, as the Grizz know from a couple few weeks ago. and uh, But it was a great game. I mean, a very good game. Again, you know, two good teams and, and uh, a great, great road win. Uh, in the gauntlet that is the, this couple week stretch here for the Cats, but I mean, I, I thought it was a great road win for the Cats, no doubt. Oh, I got to ask you because I've asked everybody about this this week. Part of this is just me being an old man at this point. These night games are brutal for from a coverage perspective because you don't get done till three in the morning. I can't complain. It's only a couple times a year. I mean, it's just just gotta do it. It's my job. Whatever. I'm getting paid to watch games, so how can I possibly complain? But I was just thinking, as we were sitting in Sacramento, just twiddling our thumbs all day, I was like, well, if I'm this bored and I have nothing to do, what the hell are the players doing and how the coaches keep them in it? All that, though, I I get it. Like, they want the game to be on every sports bar in the country. They want every degenerate gambler to be watching it. They want to spread the brand. It's just a big give and take for me. I, I get why it's beneficial for the league as a whole and the Big Sky brand and Montana State's brand and all that, but... On the other hand, I just—I don't know. I just think there's a lot of downfalls to it as well. It's just—it's just a weird dynamic. I, I'm still getting used to it. Yeah, it's good for for one for one phase, and that's the fans. I mean, that's about it. I mean, it's cool to see Big Sky teams being showcased on national television, but you know, outside of Sacramento and Montana, who's really probably watching the game? You know, I mean, it's right. it's a long day for the players. But an 8.30 start is, is what, 10.30, you know, back east. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know, man. I, 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 it's awesome for the league, no doubt. It's awesome for the schools that get, they get showcased. But, yes, it is a long day for coaches and players, especially the road team, you know, where you're just sitting around the hotel. You have walkthroughs. You, you know, you get some film sessions in. But, yeah, it's a long day. It's a really long day. You've, you and I have talked about this. I mean, I think college football should be played in the afternoons. I agree. Unless you're a prime time game on national TV, which I mean, some I guess you can say that they were, but that's a that's a late start and and a long day. And and frankly, I mean, you you talk about what's best for the student athletes. I mean, let's talk about let's talk about Montana State. I mean, they got home at you know 4 a.m. I mean, how's that good? How's that good for the players? I mean, that's that that takes that takes a couple days just to recover. Not just from the from from you know the sixty minutes between the white lines, but you know the plane ride home and, and you know or or God forbid a bus trip home and gosh and right it 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 it, 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 it takes a couple of days just to get back and, you know and, and then for the cats you know th- this is a heck of a stretch I mean they're on the road again against another you know top ranked opponent a good good Idaho team and you know um, but I'll say this though it, it's starting to look like. A, a, a pretty healthy squad, you know, for the first time this season, they're getting some dudes back that are, you know, really, really going to, you know, affect the, the longevity of this season. And, you know, with the, with the four game rule for, for some of the youngsters slash lack thereof in the postseason. I mean, you can play four in the regular season. You can play as many games as your team, you know, keeps, keeps it surviving and advancing in the postseason. So, but it is it is good to see uh, you know an already very good Montana State starting to get healthy, starting to get some of their dudes back. Tommy looked great. I mean, Big Sky Player of the Week, 
John Johnson is, is you know, defensive player of the week, and, and he's really starting to make some moves. And, you know, you can just tell he's getting better and better. And, and uh, yeah, I thought, you know, Sacramento State's a good, a good team. And to go on the road, wait around all day in the hotel, and then go win, I thought, I thought it was a you know, big-time performance, really. really. I mean, you know, it's like you, you can tell Montana State's gotten good and been good. When people are when people are bitching and moaning over you know uh, you know well this wasn't good enough and this wasn't good I mean they just they just beat a top five team on the road you know enjoy it you know enjoy it it's it is it's amazing I I rewatched the game again last night and and I got to be on the sidelines for this game and and that was my first time being on the sidelines for a road game for the Cats and it's always interesting to observe teams on the sideline on the road because you know that's that's like your core group. You know, it's the, the 70 guys that you bring, and, and you can just observe a lot of stuff. It's you against the world. You know, you're, you're playing in hostile territory, all that sort of stuff. And uh, so being on the sidelines was interesting. But then rewatching the game last night, the, the most amazing part about this Bobcat team to me is they actually played a game where they had a ton of mistakes in it, and it doesn't seem to phase or fluster them at all. I mean – the very first play of the game, they ran like a, a fancy double double play fake into a Tommy Malott bootleg. The DN makes the play of his life and a, a tackle for a seven-yard loss, but if he busts that, that's a 75-yard touchdown the first play of the game. But that's just one of many mistakes. I mean, Chambers' pick was not good. They had the fumble on the kick return that was controversial, but still, still doesn't go their way. They missed two field goals in the first half. They could have uh, got them on the board a lot earlier. And then it just doesn't matter, man. Like, Sac State has this moment where they have the chance to get the momentum. They're down uh, 24-14, to 14, or 21-14, excuse me. They get it all the way down the one-yard line. And then Sebastian Valdez has a tackle for loss. Bertie Greeby has a tackle for loss. Sac State's got to settle for a field goal. And then the Cats turn that into an 11-play, 95-yard drive, and they just stomp you out. They, 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 just, they just crush you when you don't take advantage of any window that they might give you. Then all of a sudden they're up by 11 points, and once they're up 11, then they push it to another 18, and then they push it to 24, and then they cruise home. It's just amazing how so often in college football when you make mistakes, it, it, you know the roller coaster, the volatility of the emotion, it can get you down, it can throw you off. They just don't even acknowledge it. They, they just keep on going steady Eddie until they get to the fourth quarter, and then they just grind you into dust. It's really, really impressive to watch. It is, and, and, and you know, getting to talk to uh, opponent coaches, uh, and we'll, we'll visit with the Idaho coaches tomorrow. And but but almost to a man, every coach says that's that's how Montana State is so good is they know how to attack you, and you have to be perfect on you know, especially your run fits, um, because you know they're, they're attacking you know there for a reason. And if you're not perfect, that's when you see those big explosive plays. That's when you see Tommy go for. 25 45 Sean Chambers 80 you know I mean it's they they, they do and, and to your point I mean just there, there, there's such a there, there's such a maturity about this team and 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 it goes it starts with coaching and you know when, when, winning winning is hard winning a game is hard winning at home is a lot easier because you're you know friendly confines you're sleeping in your own bed you don't have to go so far, but winning on the road, man, against good teams is, it's something, it's special. And, and they've been, you know, essentially perfect. And, and to your point, culture, they have, they, they, they've yet, they, they've yet to play a perfect game. Or even I mean, close. No such, 
not even close. And, and there's no such thing as the perfect game, but you know, if you go to, you go to Brookings and you make those mistakes, you end up losing. Right. And so um, it, just, just to watch um, the level of maturity that this team plays with and, and coaches with, it, it is impressive. And there's a reason why they're the number two team in the land. The Old Works Golf Course is one of the most challenging tracks you will find anywhere in Montana, and that's why they host so many of the premier golf tournaments around the Treasure State. The 18-hole course measures at more than 7,700 yards, making it one of the longest courses in the Big Sky State. The Jack Nicholas design comes from one of the best players of all time and one of the world's leading course designs. Jack Nicholas has designed over 310 courses, including this gem located in Anaconda, Montana. Montana. Although right now, golf season is coming to a close, the Old Works Golf Course PGA Improvement Center, featuring PGA professional Andrew Alamey, is now open all winter. Andrew can help you with expert swing and mental coaching, plus custom club fitting, and they have multiple state-of-the-art track band simulators. If you're ready to get into golf or take your game to the next level, call Old Works 406-563-5989. And be sure to check out Jack's Grill while you're there. Jack's Grill is also open year-round. Old Works Golf Course a gem of the Treasure State located in Anaconda, Montana. most impressive part about being on the sideline was watching their offensive line group. I mean, these guys, they're as steady as they come. I think a lot of times fans think, okay, success is predicated on intensity. And a lot of times, in certain, especially certain positions, that's definitely true. I know when you were coaching, especially when you were coaching linebackers, you wanted your guys to play fast and physical, hair on fire, all that stuff. These This offensive line, though, under Al Johnson, it's like – it's like going to a football school. Like they're just sitting on the sidelines with the board, and they're just diagnosing. It's not crazy fire and brimstone. Hey, let's go get them. We gotta knock them off the ball. It's like, okay, what are you seeing? Okay, yep, we're gonna go here, here, and here. Okay, this guy's crashing here. Great, you're gonna seal here, and uh, here's where the alley's gonna be. Okay, let's go get it done. And their ability to just say, okay, what's working, what's not. Let's go draw it up. We're gonna go execute it. It's just like a thing of beauty. It's like it's like going to football school, watching them scheme up their offensive line on the sideline. Yeah, I, I know for me, and I'm, I'm assuming a good chunk of Bobcat Nation, when you lose your offensive line coach and, and Brian Armstrong, who I know we both have a lot of respect for, and he's a great coach, and and Jimmy Beal. You know, I mean, that, the, Montana State has led the world essentially in, in in rushing the last few years, and you lose a couple quality coaches like that, you know, there's reason to maybe worry. Well, they, they haven't dropped off at all slash in some ways, maybe even better. You know, I mean, it's, you know, they call themselves the Don Joy mafia up front there. And, and you, you and I, I think would both agree. I mean, 99.9% of good teams, what are they good at? You know, their fronts, their offensive yep. line and defensive line. Why is Montana State on it? You know, I mean, it's it's like every week you read. Well, Brent Vegan is now the you know this coach, and he's done this faster than it. You know, why? Their fronts are dominant, and and they're very very good on the offensive line and defensive line, and that that is what you know allows you to make championship runs. I was really trying to analyze Sac State in this game too. I was trying to remove the fact that I mean, you and I are both on the same page. We think this cat team is as good as they've been ever. I mean, really in my time covering them and they're as good as they they're as good as anybody in the country. I think that they are 1B in terms of right now the in the national rankings. I mean, I know they're number 2, but I, mean, I think they're on par with South Dakota State and they could have won that game. Uh, so I definitely think they are one of the two best teams in the country for sure. I was trying to remove that fact while analyzing Sac State because I do do think the Cats are just uh, head and shoulders above everybody else in the league. What did you think of Sac? I, I thought it was interesting watching Sac. You can tell they have 
some pieces, but it's also just they're in, in, in an interesting situation now because they've lost two conference games, which is one more than they lost the last three years combined. Right. Yeah, you know, and it's, you know, each week now you sit there and you go, well, are they out? You know, I mean, the, the last time a two, you know, a, a two loss, two big sky loss team, I mean, it's been a long time. I mean, you, you almost got to be perfect anymore to, to, to win or, or, or co-champ the league. And so you just sit there and you go, Sac State's a good team. I mean, they've lost to Idaho on the road and the number two team in the country. And you're sitting there going, are, are they out of the you know, conference race now? You know, and, and you, you sit there and you go, you know, you and I talk about this every week, like, okay, who's in, who's out. And I mean, right now, you know, to three weeks ago, you know, the pitchforks are out in, in Missoula. Well, next thing you know, they're, they're, they're very much in the race for this thing, you know, and, 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 a, and a, I mean, they've got a, a they're, they're, they're gelling and coming together at the right time. But I think, I think Sac's a good team. I mean, they've, they've always had athletes, man. They've always had good athletes. It's just a matter of, you know, finding the right guy to put it all together. Well, they had the right guy in Troy Taylor. You and I both think the world of Andy Thompson as a coach. I, I will always root for him. He's a good coach. He's got a good staff. Um, but you just sit there and you go, God dang, are they, are they out of the picture now? I mean, I, I still believe they're a playoff team, no yeah. question. I mean, unless the, unless the – you know, unless the rails truly came off. I mean, they're, 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 they're going to be there at the end, but yeah, man, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's the separation month in, in October and each week it's just like, well, <laughs> this one just elevated their status and this one, you know, is out, you know, it's, it's crazy, but they're, they're, they're they've lost to two very good teams, but That's keep in right. mind, they, they still, you know, they, they beat a pack 12s or pack two, <laughs> they beat a, they beat a pack 12 school that, you know, what was it, two, three weeks later, came from behind to beat Colorado. Uh, you know, I, I mean, they, they're, they've got dudes. Stanford still still can play football, and they, they beat that school, you know. So fascinating, you know, final stretch here, man. I mean, it's uh, it's going to be awesome to watch, and, and, and I, I can't wait. I mean, you know I'm from the Spokane area, and I, I'm, I'm excited to go back to the Kibbe this week, and, and uh, you know, I don't know – I gotta believe it'll be close to on par to that atmosphere a couple, totally. uh, two weeks ago. I mean, I, I know you were there, and it was a great atmosphere, homecoming, national TV. I gotta believe it's going to be a great uh, atmosphere, and you know, Bob, the Bobcat Nation will travel well for it. Absolutely, Tiger right here on the Big Sky Breakdown. The other thing for Sac State is that they just they have the three banked wins from the non-conference. Going undefeated and getting that Stanford win helps them so much because they can still then. Even if they go five and three in league, let's let's say they win all their games except for maybe at Montana, they're five and three. They're, they're still going to be an eight win team, and I think that still gets you into the playoffs out of the Big Sky. So I think they're in a good position. Uh, they certainly got to beat Idaho State this week, though, and that looks uh, more difficult than I think we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year. Same thing with Montana; they got to beat Northern Colorado this week to then set up that night game uh, the first week of November. But let's stay on the Cats in Idaho just for a minute, Ty. Uh, Idaho. Certainly licking their wounds going into their bye after dropping that one to Montana. I think it's fascinating how much less they are hyping up this game against the Cats. They, I mean, they was the hype train to the max when the Grizz were coming to town, and now they're uh, the, the Twitter is a little bit more quiet this week, which I think is uh, a good thing. I, I don't think they'll probably put the Cats in front of the Idaho student section like they did the Grizz. I think they learned a lot from that that matchup against Montana, but just from, you know, the, the intangible stuff, the off the field stuff, the crowd and all that aside, what do you think of the matchup on the field? I think it's a good, I think it's a good matchup and I, for a couple of reasons. One, 
we are, everyone, everyone knows the level at which Montana State can run the football. Well, Idaho runs the ball well, too. And so I, I, I love that matchup of, you know, who, who's going who, who's gonna to control the ball, control the game, because that's, that's, Idaho, that's Idaho's M.O. That's what they want to do. They want to take the clock down almost every play. I mean, you've, you've seen them up close and personal. I mean, they, 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 you know, I know they have so many weapons with their quarterback and their receivers, but they want to control the football. I mean, that's, that's how they went to Missoula last year and won was kind of playing, you know, old school Bobby Hawk ball and, and just not letting the other offense have the ball. So they've got some dudes, uh, you know, I, I, I know Hayden Hatton's a, a baller. I mean, I've heard people compare him to Cooper cup. I, I kind of need to see it, I guess, for myself. I mean, cause that's, that that's, that's high praise. You know, I know he's good, but I mean, you and I watched Cooper cup for a long time and that, that guy is still making a lot of plays in the NFL. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm fired up. I'm, I'm just excited to see the defenses you know, I, I think Montana State, I mean, we, we've talked about it now the last month. They're doing a lot of good things defensively. I mean, everybody's going to talk about the rushing attack and Tommy Malott and Sean Chambers and, and their stable of ponies in the backfield. Well, kind of kind of, kind of overshadowed a little bit is the defense, you know. So I'm, I'm really excited to see Montana State's defense go play against some of the best athletic, talented skill players offensively in the league and in, in, in what Idaho has to offer. And Coach Jack, you know, I mean, you and I are both fans of Jason. That guy's done a heck of a job. He's a good coach, great coach, you know. And so, I mean, I'm fired up to watch the, 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 the schematics of, of the coaching staffs go back and forth in the chess game that, that is the 60 minutes. And, and it's, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a great game and a, and a fun one to watch and, and, and get the call. I'm excited to get back and watching ball and, and talking about it, man. Introducing SmartBiz, the ultimate Wi-Fi solution for Missoula's small businesses from Blackfoot Communications. With out-of-the-box dedicated networks, top-tier security, and network failover, you'll stay seamlessly connected. Just $20 a month, no contracts. Sign up at blackfootsmallbusiness.com slash better Wi-Fi and connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. I will say, I love Hayden Hatton. I think he's an incredibly charismatic guy, first and foremost. He's really fun to talk to. He's got a lot of maturity, he's, and he's a really good player. He's a huge mismatch problem. Ain't nobody Cooper Cup, man. <laughs> Ain't nobody Cooper I, Cup. I, I, I mean, I, I, and, and I don't think you and I are, are taking anything away from the guy. I mean, Cooper Cup's one of the greatest college football players in the history yeah. of the game, period. Yeah. Yeah, there's just certain players that, you know, when you when you spend 15 years in this league and you've been, you know, writing about it and talking about it now for, shoot, dang near 20 years, it seems like. And, but there's just certain players where you, you, you watch them and you evaluate them throughout the week, and then you see them in person, the Jared Allen, the Vincent Jacksons, the, the Cooper Cups, where you're just like, Good God! Why are they here? You know, <laughs> like why 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 are they not making plays in a Power Five school? For you know? sure, I mean, they, you know. So, but but taking zero away from the kid, the kid is a great player. He's a great player, and I, I'm excited to watch him for a few hours on Saturday, man. The, the, to put this in perspective, you you coached against Vincent Jackson, you coached against Ramsey's Barden, you coached against Cooper Cup, you coached against all these guys. To put this in perspective. You coached at Montana when Mark Mariani was there. Mark Mariani was a yep. touchdown machine. He scored 29 touchdowns. Cooper Cup scored 80. He scored three times as many touchdowns as Mark Mariani. Think of that. 
and, and you just named, I mean, and, and I love Mark Mariani. Mark Mariani was a pro bowler. <laughs> right. you know? So, I mean, you're right. He was, he was electric. He was dynamic. He single, I'll never say single handedly because it's a team game, but I mean, that guy won, won us some games because, because he was so electric, you know, punt returns and getting him out on the perimeter and, and, uh, yeah, man, we, we've got to see a lot of great players over the years. And, and, and you know what? Idaho's done a good job of recruiting some of those kids and, and then developing them, getting the best out of them. I mean, I, again, I'm fired up to watch this matchup. And, you know, you almost, you almost wish it – you almost wish this game had, has, had as much or has as much uh, energy and people talking about it. And, it, you know, it seems like it's kind of like flying under the radar. And it's like, hold on. This is a, uh, you know, what, 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 what did uh, what did the polls have Idaho have at this week after after the other oh, number nine the in the bye? Okay, so it's a top ten matchup. I mean, again, Montana State's got to go on the road to you know play in a dome, hostile environment. Thank God it's during the day, not at eight thirty at night. Uh, and, and I mean, that, that, this is no easy task, man. There's gonna be some heavy lift, lifting to go on the road again and get another dub. Uh. I think this is, I mean, this is, I don't think, I know this is the game to watch in the league, no question, and the one that has, you know, multiple different uh, scenarios and narratives coming out of it, given uh, the, the various results. The rest of the league, though, I mean, is there any other upset watch? Could could Idaho State beat Sac State? Well, I mean, I so, so you've got to see Idaho State. I did. I got to see them in Missoula. I thought they were pretty good. They're pretty good, you know, and and and, and coach Haw- young coach Hawks doing a good job with them. But yeah, I mean, to your can they? Yes, I think they can. I mean, would you agree with that? Yes, they can win. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean Portland State can beat you. Idaho State can beat you. You know, which UC Davis team is going to show up? Which Montana team is going to show up? But you know, you sit at the you look at the the league records right now, and you're like, okay, well the Cats have zero losses. Montana has a loss. You know, this this is a massive game with massive implications on many levels, man. As you said, absolutely. Uh, no way the Grizz stub their toe against Northern Colorado, right? Uh, no, no, Northern Colorado is not a good football team, Colter. I mean, they are yeah, struggling yeah. bad, man. I mean, zero and seven. If you're losing to Cal Poly, you have you are uphill sledding big time. Yeah, I mean, any given Saturday, right? I mean, they they always say it. Any given Saturday, and you got to prepare the same way. And but they're just, you know, it's. It's kind of been tough to watch over the over over the time you and I've been covering this league because it's like okay, well we're going to fire this coach and we're going to hire this coach who probably has you know no resume per se to 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 be a football coach. But I mean again, you, you, you know they had such a good thing going at the Division two level, and if you're going to make that move, you've got to financially back it, you know, and and and, and you got to you, you know you you've been to Nottingham Field, man. I mean that's 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 tough. To, it's, it's a nice tough, high you know, school field. Yeah, man. I mean, I, shoot, there's a lot of high school fields that are better. I mean, it's just I, I'm not trying to knock them, but they've just struggled for so long, and it's you know you just sit there and you go, what are you doing, guys? I mean, you've got a great recruiting base right there, but you've also got CSU a couple miles away. You got Boulder down the down the road. You got Air Force, who's a dang good football team, and uh, you know, it's just with, I mean, the Nuggets are reigning, or reigning NBA champs. The Broncos are struggling, but they're still, you know, it's the Broncos and, and obviously the Rocky, it's just, it's like, eh, okay, who's going to go to the game today? You know? So no, I don't believe it, it, it would, I mean, it would 
have to be a terrible, terrible team-wide illness where, where, you know, guys are, are throwing up and bleeding out of the eyeballs in my mind to lose this football game. Yes, I, I, don't, I don't see it happening, man. He's Ted Gregorak. You can find him back on the call on the television MTN Scripps Network uh, for the Top 10 Showdown of the Week, number two, Montana State at number nine, Idaho. You can always find Ty here on the Big Sky Breakdown each week as well. Coach Ty, thanks for being here, man, and uh, best of luck. Safe travels to Moscow. Thank you, my friend. Where I'm assuming you're in Missoula this week. Man, I'm yeah. I'm still trying to iron this out because I got to do my pre college pregame show in Missoula, uh, and that's an obligation. But I, I want to go to the better game because you know, I mean, like you say, any given Saturday, whatever. I mean, Northern Colorado's never won in Missoula, and it's not happening on Saturday. So I'd, I'd probably want to see the the good game. So I'm I'm trying to plan out some logistics stuff to. So maybe I'll see you at the Kibbe Dome. Yeah, no, I mean, and, 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 you know, going back to that game, it's just, you know, you just, I, I'm sitting here, you know, it's, it's such a Bobby Hauk thing, you know, like everyone's got them dead to rights. And next thing you know, they're still very, very much in the picture slash, I mean, they, they, they've got a nice little, nice little pass, honestly. Yes, I mean, they do. They, they do. I mean, they, they really do. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think, man, wouldn't it be something, to, you know, again, knock on wood, but man, wouldn't it be fun to to see these two teams in the Treasure State keep doing what they're doing and and have have everything on the line for the brawl? It's a great way to hey man, we're, it's it, we're pushing the end of October and there's so many great things going on in the Big Sky. It's we're we're, we're lucky dudes to get to talk about it, man. We you, definitely are. It's a really fun Happy league. Uh, thanks for being here, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Coulter. Appreciate it. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. Yo, yo, Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. We got our cleanup hitter back in the country. It's been a couple weeks. Crazy, the more things change, the more they stay the same. On the Bobcat side of things, it stayed exactly the same since the last time we heard from Brooks Duanez. Just another ho-hum 42-30 win for the Cats at Sacramento State this last week. We're going to get to that here in just a minute. But also since the last time Brooks joined us, <laughs> Montana it's completely altered the scope of their season. Last time we were doing this, we were talking about the Grizz. Is this team even a playoff team? And now we're talking about the Grizz, number seven in the country, and uh, one of the contenders in the big sky. I'm not ready to anoint them yet, but they got a lot of stuff out in front of them. Uh, the doomsday scenarios have almost completely been eliminated, no matter what. I mean, they, they still might get their ass kicked in the rivalry game. We'll see. That's a long ways down the road. There's a lot of football to be played until then, and there's also a lot of uh, – scenarios that could come out on November 18th, especially if both these teams are playing for what they could be playing for. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I think they deserve a ton of credit, man. They were uh, they looked not good during September, 
at any point. Five games in September, they didn't look good. And uh, in October, they've looked very good. Especially oh, they, they, uh, they announced a starting quarterback, and they haven't lost. It's, you know, <laughs> Amazing how that works. It's in fact, every, a senior starting quarterback. Everything that we said that they should do, they've done. They did. And they improved. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we're not, you know, rocket science around here. I get that you have to take your lumps and have some learning curves and all that stuff. Sure. You could have addressed it a little earlier. That doesn't change the fact that they did. Yep. Um, I think that they, you know, they, they, did, they did look great. As you mentioned, Colter, I was in Europe. I was watching these, those games at 5, 6 in the morning, which was really fun. Um, a different perspective when you're eating breakfast watching the Grizz. It's a whole different game. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, they played really well, and, and they got some, some really big wins. I mean, both, both games that I was gone for, uh, they, played, they played awesome, uh, especially against Idaho. I mean, what a game to go and win. Um, not surprising in the sense that those are the kind of games that Bobby Houck lives for. Um, lose to NAU and beat Idaho on the road. Yeah. Like that's just kind of like his MO for some reason. It's not always, not every year, but like that, 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 that can happen. And that does happen. And um, the Vandals definitely looked vulnerable. I'll tell you that. A lot of different things went in the Grizz favor and from the off the field stuff. I, I thought it was really bold on Idaho's part. I thought it was sweet, but I thought it was really bold on Idaho's part to just talk shit from the very beginning going into the game. They're posting pictures of Eck holding the little brown stein in the middle of Washington Grizz. Their radio guys are like clipping out mini clips of Coach Houck and basically trolling him on social media. They've cl- picked out the clip from last year's coaches show where Coach Houck said, well, they really only hit two plays and pa- passing yards are empty calories. And, you know, the only reason that people think Idaho is good is because they beat Montana. And they're just, they're just hyping up this game like nobody's business. I mean, they had – they had a hype video. Usually these teams do hype videos once a week. They had a hype video every day. They had trolling Coach Houck every day. They, they're they talking smack. They're, they're pumping up that they're selling out the deal. Then they switched the Grizz sideline to right in front of the student section. First of all, I don't know how you do it with, from the liability standpoint, but if you can allow the student section to have beer in the student section that they buy at the stadium... That seems like a great idea for both the energy and the revenue because the Idaho student section was out of their minds. Every person had two tall boys in their hands. They're just bathing in beer and just having the greatest time. But guess what? That all played into the Grizz. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they you know, I mean, the word out of the quarterback club is that an Idaho administrator called Coach Houck personally before the game, called him on Thursday or Friday or something, lead up to the game, and said, hey, when, when we win, we'll make sure there's not a we'll, – we'll have a, a police escort for you guys to get off the field so nobody gets hurt. Because so, we know we're going to let our fans rush the field. So when we, when we rush the field after we beat you, we're going to have a police escort. And that sounds like the stupidest thing you could tell Bobby Houck. All these things were just said Coach Houck salving. That's why Coach Houck was running to the middle of the field and stomping on the logo because they talked so much smack last week. That's wild. I didn't know some of those ins and outs. That's uh, Sometimes you're just asking for it, right? I mean, Idaho. It's not a surprise that the Cats are the number two ranked team in the country. They're coming to Moscow this week, and it's dormant on Twitter. It's not a surprise. Idaho learned their lesson. Oh, that's going to be a scary one. I'm sure we're going to get into that. Good luck with that freight train. Oh, buddy. Anyways, I mean, it's just. A, it's I'll a- talk more about Montana than I will Idaho. Uh, Montana, when they when when a game plays into their favor um, on the defensive line, 
for the better part of 30 years, you're in a lot of trouble. Yes, you are. And that's, I mean, they just feasted. And Idaho up front offensively just had no, no answers. And you're pinning it back and you have the culture and the mentality that, that you know, the Montana Grizz like to carry into those kind of games. I mean, you are, you're, you're in a lot of trouble. And the fact that it was close is probably, you know, a good thing for Idaho and, and maybe a, a knock on Montana not blowing the doors off them. But, you know, the second half, sometimes you, and you're in a hostile environment, which it was really hostile, man. The videos on Twitter and stuff were wild. I mean, like you said, the student section was going nuts. So tip your hat there. That's always great to see teams kind of reinvigorate uh, the culture and fandom. It's always positive for a college town, especially one uh, like Moscow that's had some, some you know, tragedy in the last year or so. And, um, so good on them for that, for sure, right? I sound like Coach Out. Good on them. Good on them. Good on They did good. Uh, but Montana – Behind Clifton McDowell and Eli Gilman, continue, yep. continue to run the football at, at, a, at a high level, and and if they run the football and get after the quarterback, you know that what that means recipe for your success. Well, I think they got some bodies back on the defensive front, which which helps. Um, and Kale Edwards is healed up a little bit. He was playing on a busted ankle, and that's better. He looked good. He looked good. And there's also just some personal motivation there. I mean, you could talk about, hey, every game is the same. We prepare every week, whatever. Oh, no way. It's I know. Like, it's a complete rival. It's a complete rival. Yeah. And Kale Edwards is from Coeur d'Alene. And so, like, yeah. the kid wants to ball out. Like, all his family's there. And everybody's there to watch him. And you just want to ball out. That's what, It's it's just human nature. You know, we can want it to be all steady Eddie and stuff. But uh, there is just so much emotion that goes into it. And then the last part about the, the better pass rush, though, first of all, as you mentioned, they're playing with the lead. That helps so much. This team's built to play in front, not behind, and that's just that's yeah, just how it's going to go. Absolutely, yep. Uh, but they also got Riley Wilson back, and Riley Wilson's—he's not Patrick O'Connell, but he's better at that position than anybody else they got. Yeah, at at doing that, he's explosive and he's got the right mentality. And I mean, I, yeah, he's—he's—I've been impressed every time I've watched him. And they also dialed up some other stuff too, and they brought some nickel blitzes and Trajan Cotton got in the mix. And are we on live radio? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The the lighting at Idaho. I'm, oh, gonna, I'm not going to express on live radio just in case the lighting, but what it looks like on TV with the yellow oh, helmets and the and the potato guys out there oh, and stuff. Man. It is. It is. Does it look like that in real life? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's special. Oh, dude, that oh. is special. Oh, dude, you. I wish you would have been there because first of all, great job Idaho getting it back going. You got fa- you got real fans. Yeah, that, that totally. showed up. It's great. People were tailgating from friday night on it's awesome having a great time everybody is all lubricated and having a just grand old time the the zero ventilation in the kibbe dome you can see it dude <laughs> dude the single hottest game i've ever been to the single hottest game i've ever i have ever been to it, on the field it was 95 degrees oh wow and this is at eight o'clock at night oh man and then the smells I can't even smell the smells. I mean, my God, from the student section to showering in Coors Banquet beer to the bathrooms where half the people didn't even know how to hit the toilet. I don't think they were partying in Moscow, but man, it was uh, it was something else. It definitely looks like that on TV. You can uh, smell it through the TV. you, You can. Hey, that's what they want. Something original and funky. I love it. I know in a nutshell. Introducing SmartBiz, the ultimate Wi-Fi solution for Missoula's small businesses from Blackfoot Communications. With out-of-the-box dedicated networks, top-tier security, and network failover, you'll stay seamlessly connected. Just $20 a month, no contracts. 
Sign up at blackfootsmallbusiness.com slash better Wi-Fi and connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Now here the girls are, they're coming off a bye and they got a windless Northern Colorado team coming to town. I mean, UNC is just, they're just so far behind ever. I mean, they lost to Cal Poly last week. Like, what else do you really need to say? You know, they've been playing good defense or whatever. They only gave up 20 to sack, only gave up 14 offensively to Weaver, whatever. Uh, but it looks like, for all intents and purposes, the girls are going to be 7-1 to one going into November. And this is, I mean, this is, at the end of September, this is like as many games as we thought they were going to win, period. Yeah. Yeah, they got a, they got a, you know a couple games that they definitely need to win. Um, but yeah, you're rolling. I mean, when you're seven and one, and your only loss is is kind of an anomaly. It's like you know that's that just is what it is. A lot of the things Coulter were not even against the spread, just against the expectations, just underperforming. Um, I think that especially folks in the media probably take it as a major talking point, whereas. I really think there is something to we won, flush it, move on, like whatever. What are we going to learn from it? What do we need to improve on? I mean, we'll maybe figure that out. Maybe we won't, but we, See, that's, we that's won. I want to talk about this because th- this has been – you and I have talked about this extensively. The the uh, <laughs> the reorganization of people's memories as time goes on is such a fascinating thing. Like we we think we remember these things, and then we start telling ourselves little tweaks to the memory, and then it becomes something completely different. Yeah, especially if you want it to fit your own narrative, you can bend but facts people, into people a remember Bobby Houck's teams at Montana killing people in the mid two thousands. That was never true. It was never true. They always won. They very rarely ever blew teams out. They certainly blew the Cats out in like the 2008 uh, rivalry game, 35-3. to But like, I bet you if we go and look at the scores, it is 31-24, 35-28, 12-10 like they did at Idaho State in 2007, which was a, such a great Grizz team. I mean, it's uh, it's just interesting. And I think that's where Coach Houck hasn't changed much, and that's why he's not going to change. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. He's he literally does not like, beating Idaho forty five to seven or beating Idaho twenty three twenty one is the exact same thing. Like you said, it's a win and you you get it and you move on. Yeah, I thought that someone on Twitter that we both know I can't remember who, so forgive me, but they mentioned that in two thousand eight or nine, I think it was two thousand eight, the they, the Central Washington came to Washington Grizzly they and lost thirty five, and that was like very reminiscent of Ferris State. Or, you know, something like that. And, and the, what you're saying is true. And um, the 2008 Grizz, let's go through this real quick. 2008 Grizz won 30 to 28 at Cal Poly, then routed Southern Utah when they were still D2, 46 to 10 at home, lost 29, or won, excuse me, 29 24 over UC Davis when they were still, they were just transitioned to D1, beat Central Washington 38 35 at home. Lost 45-28 to Weaver State. Won 19-6 against Eastern Washington. Routed Sac State 43-7. Beat Northern Colorado 41-21. Beat down Northern Arizona 45-10. Now they're hot. Now they're hot. 29-12 over Portland State. 29-17 over Idaho State. 35-3 over the Cats. And then in the playoffs, 31-13, 24-13, 35-27. 
going to the natty. Yeah. You're talking average margin of victory there if you added all that up. I mean, you got a couple. You got the 43-7 over Sac State or whatever, but like – you're talking about multiple one to two score victories. Yeah, one score victories all the way till week six, and then start beating teams by two scores and get rolling. And yeah, I mean that's football for you. Yeah, I mean, 2009 had to go to overtime with Northern Arizona, beat Cal Poly by a touchdown, beat Eastern Washington by a touchdown, beat Sac State by two touchdowns, beat Idaho State by two points. I mean, I don't know, not to beat a dead horse here, but it's just kind of always been the formula under. Coach Alkin, I just think people will remember it differently because there's just so many wins against so many different losses. Against so many few losses, I should say. And the eye test. We can't. No, we that's can't, true. 100%. can't downplay the eye test. You know, like, For sure. like kickoff used to be like a like a religious experience and it's really oh, not for sure. anymore for sure you know, i mean that's football changing but like there there used to just be some a little bit more of uh players were more iconic um and that was coach Halk allowing that to happen where he doesn't allow that anymore unless yep. it's his own son which is you know quite the thing um but there used to be stars in a different way that it was more visible to people and of course coach Halk not that he doesn't allow that, but the player really has to take it, like Patrick O'Connell. That's right. Um, and players aren't doing that the same anymore. That's such a great point, man, because the, the the coaching tactic of the one common enemy that Bobby Houck has used forever, I'm the one common enemy of all these guys, and that's going to unite everybody, and then at the end of the day, then they're going to respect me and we can go to war. Guys, I don't know what happened. This is a whole societal debate that we could have, but like the, the level of maturity – in young men is just completely stymied compared to what it used to be. Yeah. Very few guys are grown ass men when they're, they're fifth year or sixth year seniors in college football. Now where it used to be, every dude was every dude. And I'm not talking just physical maturity. I'm just talking like by the time you were a junior and a senior, all the mind games, and all the stuff that coach Houck loves to do to, to try to make you better. You would just rise above it and just be better than that. Yeah. Absolutely. And so you just go take it. He can't put you in a box and say, yeah. you don't deserve any attention. Like, Think about all the dudes from Colt Anderson to Shan Schilliger to Cole Berquist to Mark Marriott. They all just rolls above it, and they were their stars were too big yeah. for him to even squash. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, the, I mean, and different levels of development, just different the, – the whole year, the whole calendar looked different. Like the way that guys not only hit the weight room, but just the mentality of it all, the mentality off the field. Um, there, It's just changed, and society's changed, and that's okay. I mean, there's still such a high-level play, and some of it – to be completely honest, Colter, it's better. You know, like we're seeing, we talk about this in the NFL. We we, we see them eliminate all of the big, nasty, uh, illegal hits in the NFL, and defense is more dominant than it's ever been. Yeah. So, I mean, how does that work? You know, because stuff does get better when it changes. Like, they're, it's not all bad, but yeah. what, I'm, what I mentioned about those Grizz teams and why people thought they were so dominant was because the style that they did it, there was such a level of confidence um, and a respect for the opponent because there was a lot of good football still yeah. happening, but... The, what we talk about parting on the pile and what we talk about just like this getting after it, especially defensively yep. and on the offensive line, um, those things, they they were different back then. And not that the Grizz can't capture that or are actually maybe even on their way to currently doing that right now. Yep. It just looks a little different. So leadership is also different. Um, how young men become leaders, how they're anointed, how they earn it, that whole system is different because people just don't fight anymore. Like, you know, you used to just be able to like punch people and just go fight it out. And like yep. that, that's all changed. So it's a different level of, of leadership structure. And, and you have guys that, you know, obviously still have to earn it. Um, 
and then our beloved and the star and you know it's more similar than we might think but i do think that there was a little bit of wwf splash power oh, yeah. that the oh, yeah. montana grizzlies used to have i mean the world was a different place man people used to spend their monday nights flipping between monday night raw and monday night football now that just doesn't happen anymore there's a lot of things that make montana great from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the west but what really makes this place special is you our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. The, obviously, the best case scenario for this team is to, to run the table and go 9-1 and one going into the rivalry game. What What is the likelihood now that based on what you've seen, what's the likelihood of that happening? I mean, Northern Colorado, Sac State, Portland State. Can the win? Can the Grizz win three in a row more and go on a, have a six-game winning streak going into the Cat Grizz? Game? Absolutely. How likely is it? I think it's very likely based on what I've seen. I think it's likely too. Um, Sac State, I mean, they'd have to play really, really well uh, to wit, to beat the Grizz. And they could. I mean, they're talented. Don't they're very wrong. talented. Yeah. It's, just, it's just there's going to be so much stacked up against them. It, it, it's the Grizz got those momentum now. 20-point dogs. It's going to be yeah. under the lights. Yeah, it's it, hard. It, you know, you're coming off of your – you know, you've already lost two Big Sky games. You've already played two of the best teams in the Big Sky. You're now playing Chase if you're Sac State. I don't know. I, I just think that the, there. I think there's a likelihood that's there for sure. I would – I'd bet on it. I'd bet yep. on them on them both uh, colliding with uh, on those big winning streaks. All right, let's talk about the Cats then. <laughs> Same old story. Multiple guys go down. Derek Snell is out. They had you know late scratch right before the game. They got to roll with Ryan Lanigan at tight end. Lavelle Price is a late scratch. They got to roll with Miles Jackson at nickel. He doesn't never even played nickel in a game. He's played nickel in practice or whatever, but he's never played nickel in a game. He's their third nickel. Uh, Daniel Akepa busts up his elbow or shoulder or something. Third play of the game. So he's out. And uh, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It's just crazy how they, you know, they can just run all these crazy trick plays and go away from the stuff that's their money makers. And then once they just lock in and once they get you, it, if you ever let, if you ever seize the momentum from Montana State and then they seize the momentum back from you, you're dead. They're just going to sit on you. If they ever give it to you for any amount of time because they're making mistakes, once they get it back, like once John Jackson has pick six and then uh, then Sacks' uh, drive entered in a missed field goal, is like that game is over, even though it's tied. It's crazy that once they get the upper hand, doesn't matter if they have a little momentum or a ton of momentum that you just can't you can't bridge the gap you can't catch them it's crazy yeah it's nothing new I mean this is the same old story I didn't even think the cats really played all that well no they didn't um, yeah I mean they're this is zero percent surprising to me I agree I, I was sitting in Bozeman when the cats played um, who they play they played uh, Samford no they played who they play um, this the third Stetson Stetson. And I was in the press box, and every media member was like, gosh, man, it's going to be a hard road for the Cats. They get through this one, and then, man, the road game starts stacking up. And, I mean, we'll see if they could even get a seed this year. And I kept thinking, what in the hell are you guys talking about? They're, they're, they're top to bottom, second string is getting a seed. <laughs> That's right. Straight up. Sure. So if you play any amount of starters, let alone the team that they have, like they're, they're beating teams by 14 – and playing bad, and they're the, some of the best teams in the country. Like I don't, I think they should beat South Dakota State. 
I don't know who's better than them, and I don't see that changing anytime soon at all. It's wild. I talked about all those guys that were like game day injuries, and that's not to mention the fact that they've had – I mean, both their starting guards are out. I mean, JT Reed was first-team all-conference last year. He's preseason all-league this year. He hasn't played yet, and nobody's even noticed that he's been out. Uh, Cole Sane is supposed to be your senior leader on the offensive line. Hasn't played yet. Uh, Lanyard Alexander, you bring in from Arizona State. He's supposed to be your best receiver. He's been out. Ty McCullough missed the whole first month of the season. Your second best receiver. Taco Dowler still hasn't played. We're seven games into the year. He still hasn't played. Aiden Garrigan has been out. I mean, all of their best receivers. Lane Sumner's been out. Jacob Tribble's been out. Lane Sumner's been out. Scott Trey Humphrey's been out. Tommy Malott's been Tommy out. Tommy Malott's been out. I mean, this is the amount of injuries that would des- – if you t- took any team in the big sky, you say, okay, you're starting running back, you're starting quarterback, two of your starting offensive linemen, all three of your starting wide receivers, you're starting inside linebacker, you're starting nickel, you're st- every single one of your corners has been hurt at one point or the other so far this year. It would absolutely decimate a team. And, they're, and they would be talking about it. Their coaches would be talking about it. They'd be complaining about it. They'd be using it. Nope. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter for the Cats. How much do you think that, though, is just the way that they address it? The way that they talk about it? Because Coach Vegan comes out every single week and says, here's everybody that's hurt, and here's the next guys that are up, and we got confidence in these guys, and let's go. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely a mentality thing. Uh, it's also like a off-season recruiting thing. You can't do that if you don't have the guys. So That's true. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> – That's true. Yeah, I think he'd be, probably have a different tone if he was at uh, Cal Poly talking like no, this. No, it's it's true. It's true. I mean, like – but, I mean, the Grizz – you could say Cal Poly, okay, like the Grizz got to a point this year where they were playing their backup tight end at D-tackle. Yeah, I don't. The think, cats are so far away from that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of the whole point of the coach's job, <laughs> recruiting. Yeah, I mean, like during the game and stuff. Like you know, sometimes there's guys that call plays, but otherwise, the whole thing is just to run it. So, uh, personnel is uh, the number one thing in sports. Yeah, availability, best ability is availability, but then after that, the best ability is just just having good players. Yeah, and and, and also developing so many guys. That, Absolutely. That's the other part is like guys are just ready to go. Never is a guy in the game and he's just swimming. It's they been have, two years worth of it. They have a really, really, really good practice uh, mentality and schedule for that. And that's happened with Jeff Choate too. So it's sure. it, it's been five, six years. When Choate first started, he, they did not practice the way that they did the last year he was there. That's right. He developed, he he slowly evolved and become, and, right. and they started to do what we talk about, like the simple version of it is like, oh, they run multiple fields. Like the twos and threes, uh, the ones and twos and the two, uh, threes and fours, they're all getting reps at the same time. Like that's a really simple way to, to put it, but it really is like this, this style of practice, which is, it's different than like someone like Montana does or, in, and it's, it's hard to explain if you don't go watch it, you don't really kind of understand the nuts and bolts of what like a practice schedule looks like but they just do a really 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 good job of getting guys reps and they get guys full speed full contact reps while still staying healthy because of like the family culture and, and there is like this idea that if you're on the team you're important and if you're on the team you're likely going to play that's right um we talk about that in the nfl being such a positive thing right now especially defensively that if you know you have a role and you know where you stand um you're not really like you're not street fighting as much for positions and, and you you just kind of let it evolve naturally. And you're so proud to be the fifth running back. Cause you know, you're going to get touches and all that. Like that. It's just, again, that's really, really hard to do. And for any, you know, mega cat fans out there, which I think that most would really understand this point is don't take it for granted. Cause that's, sh- that stuff does not last forever. That's so true. It's part of why their coaching staffs on such a, the same page too. 
Like they got both coordinators on the sideline. They got the offensive line coach on the side. Everybody's on the sideline. But then they got guys upstairs too, and it's like co-coordinators because yeah. when they do this double rep stuff, you got House right over here and UD over here. You got Willie Mack over here and Sean Howe over here. Like they're splitting it up, and so everybody has an accountability, but also they also have like a piece of it. A piece of it. That's so important, and and I, I always try to do that in like a leadership role. Um, at, at, at a different job is I always try to make sure and, and make people feel included and yes. empowering them to make their own decision, which is the right decision. But it's not just a leader's decision; it's it's a team decision, and those kind of things. I mean, like you mentioned, Coulter, you're you're developing coaches by allowing them to call plays and practice that aren't the OC, and you're developing uh, all sorts of quarterbacks and offensive linemen. Like you know who uh, you just mentioned, JT Reed and Cole Sane. You know you know who I see all the time on TV? Those two guys during away games, because guess what? They're right next to quarter. They're helping call plays. They're helping um, you know be involved. So. Again, participation in this, especially this day and age, is a huge piece of of, of life, especially for young people, um, and they're doing a really good job of it at Montana State. A DUI is a serious charge, and the process can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. I'm attorney Dave Maldonado, and I have the experience and knowledge necessary to effectively represent you and make the situation manageable. Visit BigSkyDefender.com today. What do you think of this matchup against Idaho? It's so funny because it's a top 10 matchup. I think at some point Mont- Montana State's going to face – I'm not going to call it a roadblock, but I think this – How, is, though? Well, you could turn the ball over. You know, they, they got time a lot back in um, who, you know, lit it up on the ground and what a dynamic ball carrier. But, you know, still – I mean, he's thrown one pick against FCS teams in his whole life. Well, one pick when you throw the ball like six times in a game. It's, it's like, <laughs> I know. You know. I'm just saying they just can't turn the ball over because they don't throw it. Yeah, totally. I mean, they threw it more this last game, right? They threw it what, eighteen times, like that, sixteen times. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You asked me how the, how that could happen. I'm coming up with something here, right? I mean, maybe I, I don't know. I, I, just, ever, I, I just think that Idaho, when Idaho has the ball, I actually think that's the worst matchup in the league for the Cats defensively, because I do think Idaho has guys that can dice them. I mean, I, I don't think the Cats. I think the Cats are good in the secondary, but I think the Hayden Hatton and Jermaine Jackson and Trinez Trainer are better than everybody's secondary. And yeah. Jamani McCoy's best quarterback in the league. Yeah. That said, Idaho's offensive line's banged up. So good luck because the Cats' defensive line's playing out of their minds right now. And on the other side, I still think Idaho has nothing for the Cats on offense. I don't think anyone has enough for the Cats on any side of the ball. (laughs) I think that they're by far the best team in the country. Again, I thought they should have beat South Dakota State almost handedly. Oh, for sure. Um, I, you know, have you ever seen Mario Kart and they run over the banana? That could happen to them. They could maybe (laughs) slip on a banana on the way there. I, I, I don't know. I mean... Uh, I don't know. They play some young running backs. Maybe one of those guys coughs it up. Uh, it's really hard to play bad and score 45 points. And who's beating that? I, I don't think anybody. I've been on this train the whole time. It has nothing to do with but the facts. You know, it's just these are the facts. These are the facts. Big Sky Breakdown. SkylineSportsMT.com. Brooks Duana is joining us back from the other side of the ocean. Anything else to add before we get you out of here? Um, what else do I have to add? Well, Idaho State. I was just about to say Idaho State's awesome. Just pounding Portland State. Who had Idaho State at three and one in league? No, uh, Idaho this State's guy awesome. over here had Idaho State at zero and eleven. So Idaho State's sweet. When we watched him play in Missoula, I was super impressed. I thought they yeah, had talent all over the board. Lit, dude. He's just they're sweet. So much talent. Super sweet. Um, so they're awesome. Um, the cats are amazing. The Grizz are ro- <laughs> the Grizz are rolling. Um, things are good, man. Right? Like things are good. Yeah. I mean. So you're getting your slate of games this week. Northern Colorado at Montana. Montana State at Idaho. Eastern Washington is at Portland State. 
That'd be a good game. UC Davis is at Northern Arizona. Davis has to have that one to be anywhere close to the playoffs. NAU's tough, man. And how about Idaho State at Sac State? Oh, baby. Oh, baby. That'll yeah, that'll really uh, hurt the if the Cats beat Sac State and the Grizz go on to beat Sac State, but Sac State loses to Idaho State, that's a tough one. Yeah, except for then what happens if Idaho State just goes 6-2 and two in league? Go to the playoffs, baby. Let's go. They won't be going to the playoffs, but it's uh, – Yes, they will. They had seven wins. Uh do they? I Send think they, them. they went 0-3 in non-con. Oh, man. Send them. <laughs> Let's give them the 24 seed. The 24 seed. Idaho State. Yeah, Idaho State's 3-4 and four right now. 3-1 and one in the league. 0-3 in non-con. They got a freshman quarterback. Pretty impressive. Uh, here's the remaining schedule for Idaho State. At Sac State, which doesn't seem unwinnable at this point. Weber. I think Idaho State's better than Weber. Straight up. That ain't hard. <laughs> UC Davis, Hawkins, Hawkins in pokey. Oh, man, oh, man. Dad's probably going to have to give that one up. Uh-huh. So well, and, yeah, Dan will just be not caring at that point. And then at Idaho. That's a tough schedule. It's a tough schedule. Yeah, tough <laughs> schedule. Yeah, they might lose all those. <laughs> they, definitely could lose. they definitely could lose all those. But if you won two, man. That would be pretty – Shit, man, they already improved from what they've been doing the last couple of years. Oh, they've man. been bad, 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 bad. I mean, they had the high watermark when they had, like, the Guller brothers and Mikey Dean when Fendog had it rolling a little bit. And uh, then they just regressed and then regressed again. And then last year was just, like, the biggest wasted year in the history of college football with Charlie Raggle just, like, talking – Rags. Talking smack to everybody and having cardiac incidents on the sidelines and then just not showing up to practice and just – raking his players through the coals every single press conference. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable if that actually happened. But now they got a dude. Now that I think Cody Hawkins is a dude. I think he's going to I think he's got a chance to at least have some sort of he's something. competitiveness. Yeah, he's something. He's an interesting interview. He's definitely an interesting interview. Lot of a uh, lot of irreverence and passion there. Uh he'll join us on the Big Sky Breakdown later on this week as well. Brooks Noana is here with us. Thanks, dude. Absolutely. Thanks. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com rewards to register and start saving.